everyone and welcome to our scalp micropigmentation podcast. I'm Caitlin James from Scalp Micropigmentation Australia and welcome to episode 5. Uh, so today we have a guy called Shane who I first met four years ago um, and during this time we've met a number of times to either check his result or make small adjustments uh, and today we thought we would do a podcast and share with you all so his experience um, with different hair restoration procedures. So covered in this episode we have um, Shane talking about his experience with hair transplant uh, and then progressing and ending with scalp micropigmentation so if this sounds like an episode for you uh, stay tuned and listen to what our lovely client has to say okay so welcome Shane it's nice that um, you're happy to do a podcast with us today uh, so welcome. Um, so today we're going to be talking about your experience with scalp micropigmentation. Um, so we first met four years ago. We just checked the date and it's now been four years since your scalp micropigmentation procedure first started. Um, and I think um, over the years we've met a few times just to do little bits and pieces here and there. And um, today we're just doing a little bit of extra work to the front hairline just with some changes. So welcome. Thank you. All right, so do you want to start by going through and telling us, um, you know, at what age did you first start seeing that um, you're experiencing hair loss? Um, before I noticed um, hair loss, I was never really happy with my hairline. Like, I'd always look in the mirror and just not like what I saw so um, I was always when I say always like maybe from 16 17 um, I'd always think that I'd have like a almost like a natural receding hairline look um, I always try and cover it cover um, the high hinge parts of my forehead by pulling my fringe down like I'd grow my fringe out mm-hmm. um, so yeah but um, really after maybe 20, 25, 26, I started noticing um, my hairline started to go up more um, and my hair started to thin out a bit, mm-hmm. um, which is around the time that I started looking into um, uh, 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 hair transplants. Yeah. Did you try anything before that? Any medications or...? Um, I tried uh, um, hair again, um, which is like a topical lotion. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't really get any good results um, out of that. Um, yeah. And so to come across hair transplant, was that something you'd heard about, or um, you know, was it a GP that recommended for you to look into that option? No, I just got on to Google and yeah. um, typed in um, sort of like procedures to um, you know cover hair loss, and um, I just went from there. Like mm-hmm. there was no, um, I didn't even really know that uh, hair transplants existed in Australia yeah um, which is I didn't even notice it was uh, available in Adelaide which is why I went to Melbourne um, to have it done yeah yep. and how was that experience so how did you first of all choose your surgeon uh, I think the name stood out um, at the start um, which um, I mean I looked around um, the web a bit but you know because it was in Melbourne I didn't really 
um, have the opportunity to go face to face with them. So it was just more over the phone. Um, and I think the original contact with them was professional um, and they didn't come across as if they cared. So um, I just went with the one that I felt most comfortable with. Yep. Lovely. And so then how did that procedure come about? So you went to Melbourne yeah. and you then met with the surgeon and chose mm. how many grafts you'd be doing? And, I did, yeah. yeah. And did he design the hairline? Did you get much input into the hairline? Um, uh, I did and I didn't. Um, I actually had two hair transplants through the same person um, because the um, desired outcome uh, wasn't achieved, so uh, I went back and had a second one done, um, which was you know going through that pain and sort of suffering of having a, a transplant done uh, twice wasn't great. But um, and in what period of time was that? So the first one to the second one. I think it was within um, two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did the second one give you what you needed? Um, it was a better outcome, but I think that was more through the technician that they employed. It wasn't um, the original person that did the first one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the second technician did a really good job. Okay, and then what was it that made you look into more procedures or something different to try? Um, why did you start looking into more hair loss stuff? So with the uh, hair transplant, they wanted me to go on medication, mm-hmm. um, which with the research that I did um, wasn't good for um, people trying to have kids. Yep. Uh, so that was a bit of a turn off for me to um, keep with the ongoing medication because mm-hmm. um, at that time I sort of wanted to have kids. So yep. um, because I didn't take the medication, I think my... Uh, hair loss um, sort of proceeded back um, from the hair transplant. Yep, lovely. So that's when you started looking into other, is it like, were you looking for non-surgical ways to to look at um, more sort of regrowth or camouflaging options? Uh, Yeah, I did. So when I sort of went back when I was a teenager and um, I was looking in the mirror, I kind of thought to myself, like, why couldn't you just tattoo hair on? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, back then uh, it wasn't an option for me. Uh, you know, at that stage it was okay, but um, I thought, um, you know, what other options were there? So that's around, um, I think, about a year or so after um, noticing that I was starting to thin behind the transplant, I looked mm-hmm. into alternatives. Yeah. And so you came across scalp micropigmentation? I did, or did yeah. someone, yeah, so you found it on the web? Uh, again, yeah, I just hopped on uh, online and um, yeah. just started looking into alternative options for that, that stuff and sort of on the, uh, the mindset that if something affects you, um, you know, you either learn to live with it or fix it so yeah. you can live with it. So um, I chose to fix it and that's when I found uh, scalp micropigmentation in Australia. Nice, yeah. Well, um, well, that was December 2015. Mm. Um, and was it soon after our consultation that you decided to proceed? I think it was fairly quick, wasn't it? It was, it what, was. a couple of weeks? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was um, it was quite a, a, a quick uh, turnaround from the first meet to um, having the first session. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first session? 
Uh, yeah, I do. Were um, you nervous? Uh, I think naturally, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, because it's um, something that's going to be with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of put all your trust in one basket with the person that's, um, or the artist that's going to be putting pigmentation into your scalp. Because mm-hmm. so. when I met with you at console, you still were wearing your hair long. Yeah. And, um, and I was wondering why you're here. Yeah, yeah. So but, I, yeah. you know, it's not just because, you know, for people with, you know, good looking hair, it's, you know, um, obviously for you, it was about creating that shape that you wanted mm. and, um, and dealing with the, the issue of the natural hair continuing on its hair loss, loss pattern because you weren't taking medication that this is a good option for those that are happy to shave down their hair and, mm. and create the hairline that you want. Yeah, I think um, it wasn't sort of uh, long after that with a, uh, I shaved my head for the world's greatest shave. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's when I really looked at um, what was going on because um, obviously with longer hair I couldn't actually really tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I shave my head for the greatest shave, it's when I sort of noticed. Um, and, and sort of became unhappy with what I was seeing again, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. And um, we did three sessions, I think, from memory, initially? Uh, initially, yeah, yeah. and then, because um, I was uh, a bit picky, um, I think I harassed you guys a bit, and in, um, just with, you know, like little things that I thought could be touched up, but obviously it looked, um, you know, great, but it's, uh, and you sort of welcomed me back in each time I rang you, which I felt bad for, but good at the same time, but, mm-hmm. so I apologise for that, but um, thank you at the same time. Well, it is, a, it is a permanent procedure, so with anything permanent, like, it's good to gradually get to that stage where you want to be, yeah. and sometimes you don't know exactly what you want until you start the process and see it come together, so mm. we always encourage those that aren't 100% sure or want a more natural look just to do that more slower, because we are very happy to make little adjustments if, um, you know, six months goes by and you decide, oh, I wish I would have gone a little bit lower or fuller. Yeah. It's easy to add, but we can't easily take away. So mm. we always do do things more conservative and we can build up to a sort of a fuller, darker result if that's what our clients want. Um, and that's, that's what we've done for you. So we have done it over a number of sessions. It's not like we've achieved a sort of a dense, full-looking result just off one session. It's mm. something that we sort of help counsel the clients through and make sure this is exactly what they want as we go along. Mm. I think that's what um, made me feel really comfortable coming um, to you guys is um, Mm -hmm. uh, I just felt like my best interests were put first and um, whenever I had ideas or um, if I thought that I needed a bit of a touch up I just felt like I was always welcome back and you fit me in really quickly and um, I've just always been happy with um, or each outcome, sort of, and I mean, four years later, um, you know, I look in the mirror and it's like, how oh, could we tweak it a bit here or add a bit there? And um, yeah, it's like straight away you get me in and, you know, we discuss what, what sort of could happen, even with my scar um, from the transplant, if I thought that, you know, um, if we could add a bit more in and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you, you guys are very accommodating and welcoming and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's life changing, so. Awesome. So um, over the years, 
maintenance-wise, I don't think we've done a natural re-darkening for you yet. No. No, and it's now four years, and all yeah. we've done in this time is just adjusted the hairline and tweaked the scar. Yeah. Um, and so that's pretty good because it's still looking lovely. I, I don't want to do a, a re-darkening with you yet, like it's not necessary. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, this is four years four years later, and it still looks good. Yeah, it's all, it's all grabbed really well like I'm really happy with it yeah. like I said it's just uh, the, the work that I come back for was just me I think being picky it's not anything that was missed or um, left out or anything it was just I think me being a bit vain in myself but I think you know and you're allowed to be that's right as a human being I think you know and especially in today's day and age when the services are right in front of you and you know you've got good artists that you know like yourself that can do great work it's like why not so mm -hmm. um, so what is the maintenance for you from day to day what what do you do to look after the SMP um, so uh, sometimes when I'm lazy I only shave like in uh, like once every three days but like if I'm going out or something like that like I'll, I'll shave but mm -hmm. basically I don't um, as a typical guy I don't I mean like sometimes I'll throw moisturiser on my head and, and stuff like that but um, you know, I just keep it clean and, um, mm -hmm. you know, and when I say if I keep it clean, like, um, you know, just basically like in the shower, I just make sure it exfoliate and stuff like that, but, mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's generally about it. Yep. And, um, sun protection, you just wear a hat if need be, if you're going to be outdoors. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's a, a, I think a good thing to mention, I mean, like with me as well, is that sometimes I'm a bit careless with hats and, um, I am out in the sunshine and, and the fact that the pigmentation has held four years yeah. and you don't, you don't want to add any more darkening to it just says in itself that, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it for, mm -hmm. for, for me. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm really happy. Brilliant. So, um, do you, is there anything else that you want to sort of say about the process um, that you haven't already said? Um, so we did three initial treatments, did a couple of touch-ups. We're now four years later just adjusting sort of the hairline a little bit. Um, so how have you, I know, you can explain how easy the aftercare is for us. <laughs> yeah, um, well, so the aftercare, I think, you know, it goes really quickly. Um, I think, uh, like, just, you know, not uh, keeping the area, like, dry and stuff and applying moisturiser. Mm -hmm. um, you sort of blink and it's over and you're just yeah. living your life like you, you normally would anyway, so... Yeah. Um, and how long for you does the redness hang around for? Uh, I didn't really notice. I think sort of the next day um, I was sort of back into it and didn't really think about it, but mm -hmm. it was only like maybe a couple of days or... Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't... It wasn't something that stood out to me and uh, I think because I was excited to see the end, end result... Um, you kind of don't see that redness, I suppose, but um, yeah. it, it wasn't long. It, it, it wasn't something that I was ever worried about. Yeah. And also, um, we had someone recently ask about the process. When you were in that initial stage um, of having session one, two and three, during that sort of first three appointments, were you nervous at all about people seeing it or um, it feeling odd or dark or were you worried about how you were looking while it was being created over the three appointments? Mm, no, if anything I was excited because you can see uh, at each session um, it get better and better so 
uh, if anything, it gave me more confidence each time I left. Mm -hmm. um, being um, someone that had a scar, uh, that's what I was more worried about because mm -hmm. I couldn't see it. Um, but the frontal hairline that you created, um, that's where you, I sort of got the confidence walking out each time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but because of the scar like that I have, that was the only really thing that um, I wouldn't say I was worried about, but um, because you can't see it, it's, uh, you know, it, naturally you can't just look in the mirror and see the back of your head. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, from photos and stuff like that, um, that's sort of what I was really only conscious about because uh, front on you can see everything that you've done. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I think the initial nervousness was just uh, the, f the first initial contact with you and then maybe the first session, but that went away really quickly. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, once that trust was developed and uh, it was all go. So. Awesome. Yeah. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing today and um, hopefully something that you've said helps someone that's listening and um, might help them reach out and inquire with us and see if we could help them. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your experience. It's okay. Thank you for having me and thanks for doing a great job. No worries.